CJ, my friend, back at it again. Season three of Pick'em, my friend. How are you today? Oh, doing pretty good. I'm actually Good, good. Uh, hanging in there. Beautiful, beautiful afternoon out here on the porch, CJ. We're, we're just clipping 80, although there's a nice breeze. Great weather for football and so what you get here in September, man, and we got some good matchups early on. We're without our uh, third member of the trio joining us this year, the uh, the guru himself, James Kearns, be along this year, and uh, he's in D.C., CJ, hanging out at the Smithsonian. So I do have his picks, and uh, we'll hear those later. He'll he might swing by and give us a little some of his six the sixer there the Saturday sixer. What do you think about that five? Five picks and then a lock get you that six pack of picks. I I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, college football. I think it lends itself to the uh, the Saturday Sixer. So uh, absolutely. Now, real quick for everybody, th- this game will happen before you uh, get to hear this podcast. But I'll just go ahead and throw it out there real quick. Friday night, Rock Chalk Jayhawk KU. Mister Daniels, the quarterback. Minus three against Illinois, 7.30 kick on ESPN2. Give me the Jayhawks. KU, big time, minus the three. Ooh. You like like Billman, the boys there, defensively? For for the first time this year, not so fast, my friend. Wow. You really picking against KU? I I really am. Um, You like Illinois. I I do. I I don't love them. But I don't know. I just they're a little more hard nosed. I, I it's tough to tell what you got out of KU out of week one. I mean Missouri State kind of charm and soft. Toledo no, pretty State, decent. Though. I mean, yeah, Toledo. I mean, while it's still a MAC school, I mean they're you know probably the top half of the MAC. Um, you know, I just I don't know. There's something about this Illinois squad that I kind of really like. Um, really, I mean, was very my only thing is, too, you lost Brown at running back, who was your guy last year, your bell cow. I just – You you did, and I think it's going to be kind lost, of like – You should have lost Toledo, CJ, at home. Yeah, but you you didn't. You know, sometimes it's, it's survive in advance. Um, I, I like that Altmaier kid at quarterback. Um, you know, really? He showed me some toughness. Yeah, like I said, there, but, there's but some like, things I like about him, but, you know – I'll, I'll like just I say I, this. I like – I like the fact that Kansas has a quarterback who can come in after Daniels and Bean. Neil's, Neil runs the football hard. I think if Altmaier has to do too much again, I mean, he was the leading rusher last weekend against Toledo. If that happens again against Kansas, I don't see any chance. Um, you just don't yeah. walk into David Booth Memorial Stadium <laughs> and get yourself a dub. Um I'll take well, the Jayhawks. Technically, te- technically, you kind of can, but um, yeah, but a lot I, of teams haven't done this, it lately, though. True, I, I'll say this: the the X factor for me in that game is going to be Pat Bryant, uh, the junior wide receiver for Illinois. That kid yeah, is an CJ. absolute stud. By the way, it's ticked up to three in the hook for the Jayhawks. Glad I got it in early. But let's let's move on to Saturday, the Nooners. There is one game at eleven a.m. though. By the way, on the ACC Network, Vanderbilt. And Wake Forest, interesting game. Both got the same, similar color schemes. Both have been at the bottom of their leagues for a while. 
But Clark Lee there at Vandy been emphasizing some stuff. Swan, the quarterback, playing some good football. I I kind of like Vandy to go into Wake and win. Yeah, the uh, the Hartman error got off to a nice little bang there. Griffiths looked good in his first start, but that was Elon. I kind of like Vandy here. Granted, though, CJ, interestingly enough, Vandy a 10-point dog on the road. Let me howl with him. Let me bark. Give me the dog plus the 10. Loving – you're going to see a trend here, CJ. A lot of dogs to start the season off here in September for your boy. <laughs> yeah, th- this one's interesting uh, for me. I – I, I like Vandy plus 10. Um, I don't know if I'm with you on the outright win yet. It, it Maybe not, but, I mean, I, um, I love the plus 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love the points here. Um, I, I think Wake probably finds a way to win, but I don't see them them covering. Um, and I, I like the – and, honestly, I kind of like the under in this one. I'm not so sure both offenses what, what, What's the total move. sitting at there, CJ? 57 in the hook. I, I don't trust it one way or the other. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, it's to me. I, I could see this. I, I think you might be holding, holding on at the end to take the under. But I just, I don't see both offenses moving up and down the field like they kind of have been. But then, who knows? They haven't really. Neither team's played anybody, so that's that's true. That's that's you know, it's, it's early season that these games for. Hey, don't you be talking about Hawaii like that, and Timmy Chang, the Rainbow Warriors. Vandy had to. You know, Hawaii went there and played them tough. No, no obviously um, not on the level that they're going to see in the SEC for sure. Speaking of the SEC, CJ, on their network, the first nooner, and it's the Georgia Bulldogs, 42-point favorite against the Ball State Cardinals. Uh, the total I saw it sitting at 53. Uh, man, It's actually gone down to 52. 52 now. I would lean over in this one. Um, I think Georgia kind of wants to make a little more of a statement last week. Some some jokes kind of flying around after you only beat only up on UT Martin, seventeen nothing. I'm going to tell you right now, CJ. We don't going to spend a lot of time on this one because it's an obvious Georgia's going to win this game. Forty two is a lot of candy. Uh, I wouldn't pick it one way or the other. But the bet kid at quarterback going to be interesting for them. I've got them sitting right now as my fifth best team in the country, and I know you guys are telling me I'm crazy. Not having Stetson Bennett, we got to see if this Beck kid can rise up in those occasions like Stetson did because Georgia had a dog, you know, at quarterback uh, leading those dogs, you know. And uh, I think that's an important thing that people are just assuming that they're going to have him Beck. And I don't think we can actually assume that, you know, because what it makes you, you know, an ass out of you and me until we see it. And uh, I need to see it before I can assume it on Georgia's behalf. No, and I and I don't think you're wrong in that. Um, yeah, I, I I disagreed with where you had him simply just because, and this is not a new thing for me. If you're the defending national champ, you deserve to be number one until somebody beats you. Um, that brings even more true when you're you know the two-time reigning defending undisputed king of college football. But with a new quarterback, which is the most impor- important position on the field, correct? Cor- correct, it is. But okay. Here, here, here's the other thing too, though. It just even two years ago, and I'm pretty sure you're on tape going, I don't know if Stetson Bennett's the guy that can lead you to a title. Now look at how that narrative shifted, right? Right, but we saw it. We saw him continually be that dude for two years. Correct. Now, if Correct. Beck can do it, all the more power to him. 
but we saw yeah, it. Like I said, I, and it, you know, I, I, I hate, I wouldn't, I, God, I'd love to take Ball State plus the points here just because I, that's a huge number. I wouldn't, I'm not touching this game with anything, but yeah, this yeah. is going to be, I think you are right though. I think Georgia's going to come out, want to put on a statement, um, you know, still Brock Bowers there, who's probably, who should be in the NFL if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, the kid's just now a junior. Um, yeah, he's pretty special, and you know, but tight. but here's the thing. Yeah, and, and you want to say, well, you know, you don't know Shaw in the back. I mean, the kid, the kid did go twenty-one to thirty-one for almost three hundred. So, but that was UT Martin. Let's 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 see it, let's see it this week versus a step up in Ball State, and then obviously next week the you know going to be his biggest test without without a question. Um, in his career, and I believe they got South Carolina, correct? Next week uh, is Georgia. Um, I believe so, and I'm, yeah, it is South Carolina, and I've got some serious questions about them after last week. So, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a three thirty CBS or there in Athens. Um, no, CJ, that's that's all we need to say about this. I will say real quickly, little little no huddle question here: Would you rather be Youngstown State? going to Columbus to take on the Buckeyes noon on Big Ten Network or the Delaware Blue Hens going to Happy Valley to take on Penn State on the Peacock Network there, the stream at noon. Both those are FCS, and I got it correct there, not 1AA anymore, FCS powers, and they're playing, you know, big boy football against the, the top, you know, programs in the Big Ten. Which one keeps it closer? Uh, honestly, I think Youngstown State. I'd rather be them, um, simply just because. And you and I had this conversation, and somehow I ended up becoming the Buckeye apologist on this on the porch. Um, they, they've got some. They've got some issues offensively, um, identity wise. You know, Ryan Day wants to be a guy that wants to drop back and and throw the ball and push the ball down the field, which is fine, but they don't have that vertical threat. Um, you know, really outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. The wide receiving core and even the tight ends are, are kind of limited. Um, you know, yeah. Stover's Stover's a big target, but he's not the push the seam guy, and that's really what they've had over the last handful of years. You know, even when Urban got there, you know, he made sure to find those guys. Um, they don't have that. If they don't have that vertical passing game, I don't feel like they can run the ball as well, uh, which makes McCord's job that much harder as a young kid. You know, really kind of trying to learn and grow through this. Um, so yeah, I'd rather be Youngstown State than Delaware, um, because Penn State defensively is just going to lean on you and wear you down, and they can just run out running backs yeah. left and, so, and, and right. And so can Ohio State. I mean, both these teams defensively are, are pretty stout. I, I'm going to lean, uh, I'd rather be Delaware than Youngstown just because of the, uh, the fact that the Ohio State players might, might hear about the trestle connection there in this one a little bit. And um, also, I think Penn State's got Illinois coming off of a, a pretty big game last week, uh, you know, home opener at night against WVU, an old rival. First Ohio State went to Indiana. They're going to be at home for the first time. I think that gives them a little more juice. Give me Delaware to be a little closer uh, than the Penguins. Another nooner here and probably one of my favorite games, and I think my favorite game on this, you know, time card here in the window Notre Dame, the 10th-ranked Irish, going on the road to a Carter-Finley man 
Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. Brennan Arm. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. Armstrong, the new quarterback there for Dave Dorn. Uh, the boys from Raleigh are seven and a half point dogs, CJ. I love what I've seen out of Notre Dame and Hartman this year. I love the way they're running the football. But, man, you know, it, it, it does make it difficult for me to, to go with the home team here in NC State because, man, Estime's been so good. Hartman's been just pinpoint. Their defenses look good. But this is obviously the biggest test for the Irish. Both these teams have good defenses. I'm excited to see this one, man. What do you think? Yeah, this one, this one's setting up to be interesting. And I think it comes into the, the old phrase, you know, when you, when you got a home dog, what do you do? But they did not look good against NC State. Did not look good at all, CJ, against against them Huskies. Correct. UConn only won by ten on a Thursday night. It was sloppy. Correct. Which is why I kind of hit the butt because you know Brendan Armstrong was one of those guys two years ago. You and I were raving about. Absolutely loved the kid, and he's kind of fallen off a cliff. And, well, I think Virginia was bad last year, and we obviously saw what happened in that program. He's got new life here, new teammates, new system. It might take a minute or two. Maybe if he had this game in October, I'd be a little more fearful if I was Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, as much as I hate to say this, I, I, I'm taking. I would take Notre Dame and the points here, minus seven and a half. Lay them. Uh, the, the hook. Reason, the hook scares me a little bit, TJ. I won't lie. The hook scares uh, me a little, but here, here's the one thing, and it's, it's. God, I hate to be giving Notre Dame credit. Like this is. Like, I feel like my soul's about to explode. What's the one thing we always – we have said about them over the last three or four years that kept them from being dynamic? They weren't Quarter, – Quarterback. Correct. They weren't dynamic at the quarterback spot. And now they are. comes in. He can yep. push the ball down the field. He can be somewhat elusive in the pocket. Like, he's not going to, you know, run for 80 yards a game. But he's going to keep drives alive. He's going to extend plays. They can run the ball. Um, as Very time experienced is. too, and he's been here and played yeah. a game at, and you know, at Carter Finley Stadium in Raleigh before as a member of the Demon Deacons. So, and I think that's going to be a huge factor as well because Notre Dame plays a lot of those ACC schools. Their quarterback has been there before, done that. He has some familiarity with those settings when they go on the road. That's a crucial thing. Weather could get interesting, maybe with the Hurricane Lee stuff we we hope you know it last we have a classic game from the past with these two teams in a, in a you know absolute monsoon uh man that'll be a fun one at noon though cj can't can't wait for that one it probably my probably my game of the window although there's another one too that we are going to get into which will be fun i think this will be the most competitive game of the window another one that could be competitive and i think the big 12 backers better hope it is and that's the baylor bears hosting Number 12 ranked Utah. The Utes are the eight-point favorite here. Going in to, to Waco, man, down on the Bravos. That's going to be an interesting spot. What are you thinking here, CJ? I mean, Shapen obviously out, although Utah already won a game with Barnes, the backup, slinging that pill. First play of the game against Florida. Rising could be back. We know they like to run the ball. Aranda in a little bit of trouble, though, if he loses this one. What, what are your thoughts on this Baylor-Utah matchup? The honeymoon for David Miranda officially dies Saturday. Ooh. So, 0-2, yeah, you'd have to say. He, he, here's my thing is 
Utah is extreme. Utah has been and continues to be good, right? And they they literally impose their will on you defensively. They're not high dynamic offensively. They they'll have moments of the season where you'll see them put up a lot of points, and they'll get dynamic on offense. But they don't have to be that to win. They know that. They understand that about themselves, and they're completely completely okay with it, right? They should have scored more than 24 on Florida. Didn't have to. They literally shut down everything Florida wanted to do. Florida threw for a bunch of yards, but they literally couldn't run the ball. No, no, they couldn't. And, and, they, and here, they couldn't score when they needed to either in the red area. That's for Yeah, sure. and here's and here's my thing. No, no disrespect meant to, to my fighting spavs at Texas State. Proud of you. Woo, go get that dub. But that is but not his program anymore, by the way. It, it's not. It's not. But you gave up 42 points and 400, 441 yards to that team. Yeah, that's tough. Dude, Utah has to be sitting there watching film, licking their chops, understanding, man, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, I think you made a good point about Aranda. Um, the the end may be near. And they've – although, then again, he had some real big success early there. They have lost their last five games. Dating back to the bowl last year, the Air Force, where they got embarrassed – they lost their last three games of the regular season last year, then this opener. So they need to win in the worst way, and Baylor doesn't yeah, get it. Well, You're sitting there 0-2, man. Cal Whittingham's a great coach. I expect this to be a dogfight. I almost want to lean Baylor with the points, but Utah on the scoreboard. Yeah, I, I like Utah here to, to, to cover and, and to win – yeah, you know, like I said, I just that Baylor defense is, hey, is bad. And well, if, what do you think about the total sitting at forty-seven? I kind of like that under. Um, yeah, I kind of like. I mean, it's kind of high. It's kind of you know forty-seven for an under. You like, you're a little nervous about it, but I don't think that Baylor's offense is any better than Florida's really, and I don't think Utah's just going to absolutely put it on them. I mean, I think Baylor's defensively will provide a little bit of resistance to Utah, and Utah, like you said, they don't like the go crazy, you know, they, they kind of play their game and are fine with it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the, at eight, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, it's like actually I'd now like seven in the back. hook, CJ, seven in the hook for Utah. Seven in the hook. Okay. I just think Baylor, yeah. I think Baylor will be within a touchdown. Although I think the under is a better play overall though. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Cause I just don't, I don't see Utah giving up a ton and they're not gonna, nah. you're not going to waste your, your bag of offensive tricks. Week two. No, um, another Big 12 team on FS1 at noon, K-State hosting Troy, 16 in the hook. Real quick answer, CJ, do the Purple Cats cover? I'm going to say yes behind Howard. Uh, I'm going to lean with you and say yes. If that would tick up anymore, I wouldn't take it. Uh, yeah, but it's 16 I agree. in the hook, I, I will. Yeah. Um, I think I, that's I really the perfect like the- number almost. Yeah, I, I love the growth um, that you have seen out of Will Howard over the last couple of years. And and Troy, you know, they're I mean they're a very good team. I mean they last year won a big bowl game against UTSA. You know, won double digit games. They're not a they're not a team that you're just going to roll over. I mean Watson, a quarterback, very good. I mean that's the team that's the team that was the best in the Sun Belt last year. Uh, beware, Kansas State. Don't sleepwalk in that one. I'll tell you one place we know will not be sleepwalking at noon on Saturday. The big- Guys, you don't need to check your watch to know it. It's time. You don't need your mama to tell you, your father to tell you, your friends, family members, or loved ones to know. 
That is time. Big game on Fox. Coach Prime. His home opener in Boulder. Colorado, a three-point favorite against Nebraska. Hammer that, CJ. Colorado's going to win this one by at least two or three touchdowns. They're going to be pumped. Game one, give them the theme song. You know what I mean? Nebraska struggles in terms of turning the football over. I think Sims and those boys should have had the win last time and didn't against Minnesota. I think they're going to struggle against Colorado, although I think they will be better offensively because how could you not? Minnesota's definitely better on that side of the ball than Colorado is, but Colorado is going to score. That is not Minnesota offensively. Like Shadir Sanders, Hunter Edwards, those boys came to play in, in Fort Worth, and I think they will again Saturday at home against Nebraska. Yeah, see, this is one – if this was at Nebraska, I'd, I'd almost be a little more hesitant on it, you know, because you come off yeah. the big road win. Man, you go Prime's going to have that again. cowboy hat on? Come on, man. Like, there's no Oh, no, it, it, no, no, definitely at home I think you'll have them focused. Um, you know, he, here's my thing, and, and I, I love what Colorado is offensively, um, extremely dynamic, you know, get guys into space and let them do whatever they – let just their athletic ability take over. What scares me with Colorado is defensively. Um, I'd, I'd almost hammer the over here just because I don't know if Colorado defensively is good enough to put up a ton of stops. But here's the thing, CJ. Nebraska offensively, did you see enough to make you believe in that? I'm like, I think they're going to score some points on Nebraska. But defensively, they were pretty decent. But Minnesota, obviously, dreadful offensively. So, I mean – yeah, well, and I here, just love Colorado minus three, dude. Oh yeah, I do too. And and this is what we're going to learn a little bit. I think about Colorado's defense is is now you're going to face a quarterback who's not a statue. That's that's true. Um, although Morris has some mobility. I mean, Morris I has feel some mobility, but he is not in Sims's category in that. Hey, I'll also say this too: the game I'm worried about for Colorado, not this one, next weekend. They play they play a game with Colorado State night game ten p.m. Although they get a night game, so that'll get them pumped up too. But after that, they've got Oregon and then USC. So like Colorado, I don't think they're going to look ahead of this first home game for Coach Prime. But uh, man, the Buffs are going to be fun this year. Number twenty two and and definitely going to be on the rise, CJ. That's for sure. Yep. Hey, so. Real quick, a couple other – two quick nooners here, both involving teams from the state of Virginia. ESPN 2's got Purdue and the Vitek Hokies. And then ESPN U's got JMU and Virginia. The uh, the first one there on ESPN U down there in Charlottesville, JMU a six-point favorite host against Virginia. I mean, JMU a six-point favorite on the road. Total sits at 41. And then you got Purdue – Virginia Tech, the Hokies are a three-point favorite there, CJ. Which dog you feeling there? You feeling Purdue or are you feeling the Hoos to rise up at home against the the Dukes? Uh, if I got to pick a dog, I'm picking uh, – I hate to go, but I'm going to go with it's not Perdon't. It will be Purdue. Ooh, Perdon't, Perdon't going plus three in there, CJ. Yeah. You like um, Yeah, the Hokies are great. The, the, the Hokies aren't great. Uh, I don't love their quarterback situation. Um, I know that. Sorry, Grant. Yeah, sorry, Grant. Hate to pick on a, a West Virginia kid, but, you know, I think, you know, Hudson Card's a much, much better quarterback right now at the, their point in their career. Um, I'm not sold on what Tech is. Uh, UVA's got a lot of things going on, um, and 
you know, JMU. Right, it's just for, a victory for, to be on the field for, for UVA, yeah, really. Yeah, and, and, and for people who don't know, um, JMU is a very good, solid program. They got some players. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were predicted to win the Fun Belt East, which is like the, you know, group of five equivalent to the SEC West for years. So, uh, although I don't think they will, Jamie, you got a new quarterback. I, that does scare me, though. You know, no Centrino anymore there. Uh, I think I'm with you, CJ. I think I would Perdon't there. I'll take Perdon't against Virginia Tech. Uh, although I'd like to have some more cushion than three. If it was three in the hook, I'd feel better. And I do like JMU. I do like JMU to win, although six feels a little big in that game. Yeah, it does. But like I said, I didn't see a whole lot at a UVA last week that makes me real comfortable to take them plus six. All right, so TJ, one one game top twenty five team. The only reason we're mentioning this is for our our guy Shifty, his alma mater, Charleston Southern, goes to Clemson versus Dabo. <laughs> the twenty fifth ranked Tigers didn't know what hit him against Duke, and uh, Charleston Southern be a big dog. Boys get back on track, but um, now back to the pick. Three thirty on CBS. They're using that fantastic theme music behind Rutgers and Northwestern and UNLV in Michigan. It feels weird to see the Big Ten on CBS, but CJ, it will be on Saturday. Michigan, the number two team in the country, a 36-and-a-half point favorite. 37-and-a-half points now versus can they cover? Man, that is a huge number. They were getting 30-some last week um, and didn't. I'm going to say no, they don't. Um, Simply because, I mean, even if Harbaugh was on the sidelines, I mean, if you blow a UNLV out by 40, does it really change the perception of who you are? Probably not. Um, 37 and a half, 38 is just a huge number. Uh... I'm going to say no, just because it's a lot of points. I think yeah, they'll win by 30, but 30, 38's awful large. It is. I mean, that's, that's a huge number. Had the over-under sitting here, CJ, is it 57 now? So, like, that's kind of a weird total because it's like they're saying, you know, if he's going to score, we like Michigan here. I think the play's the under, honestly, in the game. I yeah, think I do too, because that could be – yeah, because I could see that being yeah. like 38-3. Yep, exactly. I mean, 30-3 last week versus the Purple Pirates of ECU. UNLV, kind of a similar type team. I could see Michigan winning this thing like 45-10, to 10, you know, and you get yeah. the under and you're right there on the number. That's kind of what they're thinking. Um, Harbaugh, one more game to kind of sit out there. It'll, it'll be against Bowling Green before Rutgers comes to town and scares them to death in Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. My goodness, they're not going to play a game that matters till November against Penn State on the road. And then they get Ohio State sandwiched in there with Michigan. That's going to be crazy. I mean, we're not going to know how good Michigan is till November. Yeah, and I think there's there's some teams that you you can say that about, you know, Michigan, the the way the schedule fell for them. Um, The the big thing, I think, for them is going to be to stay focused and – don't don't have a stupid trip up on one you shouldn't. Oh, absolutely, CJ. Yeah, 
Speaking of a trip-up game, and I don't even think you could call it a trip-up game, but that's an old Miss Tulane game. The Green Wave coming off the big win last year against USC, you know, in the bowl, the great comeback. A little disrespectful to have him 24th, I think, this year behind Michael Pratt. But they are hosting the Ole Miss Rebs and uh, Jackson Dart. Lane Train coming to town, CJ. Ole Miss was a seven-point favorite, still is a seven-point favorite, for that 3.30 kickoff on ESPN2. Who do you like, my friend? And I'm going to tell you this much right now. I'm loving the total. I'm looking at it right now to see the updated total. It is up to 66 in the hook. I love that sitting at right now. <laughs> it's going to be a great game. <laughs> and Tulane has the best logo in college football. Take a look at it if you haven't already seen it before. Yeah, no, it is a pretty, pretty awesome logo. I'm actually probably going to make your heart smile here a little bit. Give me Ole Miss minus seven. I love it, I, CJ. I will, I will I, say this. He, I'm just going to say it. Jackson Dart, another outstanding performance, and let's start putting his name where it belongs, which is in the Heisman conversation. Yeah, I mean, Judikin's still back there to run the football. Uh, I think not having Tajay Spears for Tulane going to be a big deal. Although Michael Pratt, man, he's a great player. Willie Fritz is a heck of a coach. Like, we we know what Tulane was about last season. Can they be that same defensive consistency-type team this year? That's going to be the question. They had a big win versus South Alabama, a team that's, you know, predicted to be up near the top of the fun belt by 20 last week at home. A lot of people were liking South Alabama, so let's not sleep on Tulane. I think if this thing gets up to seven in the hook, I take Tulane to cover C.J., I think Ole Miss wins the game on the field somehow, some way. But Tulane, if it gets any higher than this, I, I'm rolling with the green wave to cover. And I kind of yeah. like the under. Yeah, I, with the way the the over the totals ticked up, I definitely like the under. And I'm with you. If it gets to seven and a half, probably take Tulane to cover. Um which way is that line going to go? It hasn't moved, but, I mean, do you think it goes back toward Tulane, the home dog, by, before Saturday afternoon? It's possible, um, you know, because it, it's weird sitting on just the, the, the seven there because the, the push potential is pretty high there. Um, I don't know. There's just something about this Ole Miss team that I kind of like. Uh, Jackson, they look extremely dynamic. Um, two lanes good. Um, I think this is just going to be an odd. This is going to be them slightly punching above their weight class. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying there, CJ. Old Miss has recruited pretty well under the lane train, and just a just a tick better. And Dart, you know, I think it depends on who makes the plays, Dart or Pratt. But I think Dart has a little higher caliber and pedigree, probably to say to be fair. Um, Game involving another SEC team, and they're on the road as well. They're going down to the U, though, Texas A&M, going to take on the, the them Hurricanes from Miami. A&M is a four-point favorite on the road. They're 23rd ranked, 330 kickoff on ABC. CJ, what are you thinking here, man? I mean, Jimbo needs this one in the worst way. So does Chris, so does Chris, or, <clears throat> so does, uh, 
Man, what the hell is Miami's coach? I'm losing it. Is it Mario? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't know why. I guess I forgot about the Oregon stint. Like, didn't want to put him there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, CJ, huge game for Jimbo. Also, huge game for Mario Cristobal. Like, who do you trust more? I mean, Wegman was phenomenal last week. Van Dyke's been good in the past. Like, both these teams need this game. It was a huge game last year. I mean, AM put up 52. Granted, it was New Mexico. Miami, Ohio was no resistance for the U in that battle of Miami's and poor Gabbert talking smack and then just not backing it up. <laughs> um, you can get into this one for 52 bucks down there at Hard Rock. I, I don't know, man. I mean, Texas A&M, a four-point favorite, feels a little big, but I don't really trust it either way. I mean, Wegman was good. Is he going to be good again against a much better defense in Miami? That's to be seen. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I I lean under that, by the way, at fifty one for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I would definitely lean the the under on this one because I think both defenses are really good. Uh, both offenses came talented, uh, but the defenses I think were better. I'm going to say no. I would take Miami plus the four, but I'm going to go even further and tell. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm taking the U on the money line. I have Miami outright. It's all about the U. It's all about the U. Yeah, I'm. I think you're probably right, CJ. Hey, another another question here um, in, into the 3.30 window. We got Iowa, Iowa State. Who do you like to win that one outright on the football field? I'm going to take Iowa. Um, I think defensively, I think they're a lot, you know, they're, they're a little bit better than Iowa State is. A um, little more advanced. I can see that. Yeah, a little bit more advanced. Um, Kate McNamara, you know, obviously has played. Um, no disrespect to Beck. You know, wish that kid nothing but good old good Rocco. Things. You know, Rocco, because of who his dad is and the West Virginia ties there. Um, the kid's got the potential to be special. Um, but we'll I would that, finally, you know, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, for the first time, you know, in, in a long time, Iowa's extremely competent at the quarterback position. Um, which I think makes them a little bit more versatile. True. Although Utah State, they didn't like – it wasn't a great performance last week at Kinnick for them. I mean – No, it, no it, wasn't, it wasn't a great performance. Um, but McNamara's also not seen the field in two years. So, you know, I think you had yeah. to kind of take that into consideration. Um, you know, all things considered. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with a guy that's kind of been in these environments – before yeah granted um, it's a home game for the for the clones here jack trice i was a three and a half point favorite uh, cj i gotta tell you this much right now i kind of lean iowa state to find a way in this one at least to cover the spread yeah. at three in the hook and that total sitting at 36 and a half feels really really low like i kind of want to get in on an over in that game because like 21 17 is a, a a good possibility and both defenses would probably be very happy with that outcome too. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's what I learned last year. I took the over in four different Iowa games last year and none of them worked. <laughs> Stay and away. one of them, and one of them was like 28 and a hook and I still lost. Well, CJ, stay away. Hey, <laughs> real quick here. Cue to music. The herd going in to Greenville. Big game in terms of the program, if you know the plane crash implications. 
purple, the purple pirates are a two and a half point dog hosting Marshall here. What are you thinking, CJ? Both these teams, week one, kind of feeling it out. Michigan, Creasy went up there and, and took kind of a beating. Marshall left walked through a game with Albany, but they did find a way to survive and win it. Uh, Marshall's got a lot of talent returning on defense. Rasheen Ali back. Uh, Cam Fancher looked pretty good, although didn't stretch the field a lot in the opener. What are you thinking here, man? The FPI had Marshall predicted the win prior to their matchup with Albany. After watching both teams, now FPI has ECU as a favorite, 55.2 to 44.8. So an essential toss-up, although the bookies and the folks out in the desert still like the herd. Totals at 44, by the way, CJ. What? Do we... I mean, yeah, no whole nares, too. You know what I mean? He's gone. Like, new quarterback here for ECU. That's going to be a huge factor. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I mean – you know, it's one of those things, too, because you look at it, you look at the, the the just if you're looking at just numbers, which makes it tough because you're like, well, you know, he's going to give up a crap ton of yards. Well, it was Michigan. I mean, let's be realistic, um, you know, but I mean, to only I mean, to really essentially be down 20 to nothing at the half. I know Michigan kicked a late field goal for 23 nothing at the half. You kind of had to feel somewhat good. You held him to 30. Um when that game probably when Michigan probably should have scored more than that. And granted Michigan took their foot off the, the gas. This one's going to be an interesting one. Um, if I mean, it gets any higher than two and a half, I would take ECU because I think they can keep it within. Do you, you think Marshall maybe wins it by a field goal? Yeah. Uh, East Carolina is not an easy place to go in and play first home game of the year. That place is going to be fired up. Um yeah, the fans there are loud and passionate, supportive. Um, the program's been really good the last couple of years, but like you said, new quarterback that kind of changes things. Um, I don't like ECU's ground game right now. Um, it's pretty much Garcia. Yeah, I mean, well, granted, I mean that was that was also against Michigan. We'll see, but Marshall also a very, very talented, stout group up front defensively. So you know they're you know they're going to aim number one to stop the run and make the young quarterback beat them. And Marshall's been very good defensively. Granted, no no Gidry now, uh, no longer the defensive coordinator. But, I mean, Chuck Heater was in. You know, it's been a revolving door, and the Hurts kind of continued with that fast, attacking, aggressive thing. And that's one thing Huff did not really change at all coming from the Doc Holliday days is how they play defense. I like the Hurt to win it. I know I'm a little biased, and we're going to have some Hurt hours coming up here shortly for the folks in the, in the near future. But I, TJ, I, I, I just, I just think Marshall was not ready for the game and struggled last time. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, to me, I think the, the big factor for Marshall is going to be Ali running the ball. Um, I mean, because if you look at it and say East Carolina only gave up 122 on the ground to one of the better offensive rushing teams in the country, I, I think if you're Marshall, that's a point you hammer like assignment football blow off the line that kind of thing um because michigan's a team that's going to run for 200 on a lot of people all year and they didn't do it on east carolina um so that to me that's the key if, if ali can be around 125 to 130 on his own running if you're marshall you set yourself up in in really great position uh right now i'd take marshall minus two and a half but if that ticks up any i'd really have to look the other way just because i think east carolina at home finds a way to keep that thing within three just close enough man on espn four o'clock gonna be a, a real fun fun game cj two games at five 
And it's not even a question of the games because they're both going to be probably blowouts, I would imagine. Tulsa, Washington, and Austin Pay the Governors versus Tennessee. Who has the bigger game, Joe Milton or Austin Penix uh, or Michael Penix? Both have Heisman Trophy aspirations. Um, do you think? Do you think Penix plays a little bit longer because Tulsa is a little more competitive? Or uh, what do you what are you reading there, Steve? <clears throat> Yeah, if you're giving me that, what I would have to say, Penix probably has the bigger day stat-wise on paper. Yep, just because um, Milton's not going to play long. Yeah, I, I'd be shocked if Milton comes out wearing any kind of pads after halftime. Uh, yeah, um, maybe even the first, maybe even the second quarter. <laughs> let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Penix probably has the better day on paper, just because Tulsa is going to keep that thing a little more competitive than than the Polk Governors. Uh-huh. Yep, both both top five uh, potential Heisman candidates for sure. A 515er on ACC Network that found that I found intriguing there, CJ. The App State Mountaineers going to North Carolina. We remember last year's epic game that ended in the overtimes, and App State didn't get the win. Um, and then they came back the next week and beat AM on the road down there in College Station. The epic game it was. North Carolina, though, is a 19-point favorite here. I think it was even 19 and a half just a second ago. Give me App State to cover that spread. I think Drake May and those boys are going to be a little bit uh, of a letdown potential spot there. You had the big game uh, the week the week prior there against South Got a game with Minnesota. Next week, before you get in a conference play with Pitt, I just feel this is a letdown spot. Also, the Tez Walker uh, news coming in the way it did. I just see App State hanging around and playing with them. I think App State's a better team than they were last year. I think they're kind of re- – kind of finding themselves and in, in hopefully reviving that program a little bit. And uh, I just – give me Noel to keep it close. And 19-and-a-half just feels like a lot of points, even though how good Drake May is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 19 does seem awful big now. Carolina opening at home, big granted, crowd expected. Granted, though, um, Carolina might be good on defense this year and they might run the ball with Brooks, so it might be a little bit different Carolina team. Maybe we're kind of underselling Carolina some too in that playoff race in the ACC. <clears throat> Maybe them and Florida State are jockeying it out toward the end. Yeah, and I think that might be the case. And because here's the thing, you know, App State's a team that doesn't care to be physical. You know, they like to run the ball. It's kind of who they are. Um, You know, North Carolina gave South Carolina absolutely nothing on the ground. Nothing. Like, negative two total rushing yards. Nothing. And that's that's Um, the Gamecocks and SEC opponent right there. Yeah. Um, I really like this North Carolina team. I really like Drake May, his composure. Um, you know, the two picks against South Carolina, one you could really say was a bad throw. The other one, I think, just a little unlucky. Um, you know, so 19 does seem like a big number. I think Abbey State hangs around. I don't know if it's three scores. Um, I could, if, if that would, if, if you could, you know, kind of bet that one down a little bit. Um, I if think 17 is probably more of the appropriate number. Like, if you could get that thing ticked down to, like, 16 and a half, you know, hmm. kind of hedge it a little. Maybe you're uh, leaning Carolina at that point. I mean, and that thing was yeah. 18 earlier, so it's going up toward Carolina, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see this thing being 14 to 17. I really, touchdowns I really is, like is the over tough. here, CJ, by the way, in this game. Yeah, I – yeah, I do too, because I think Appalachian State's going to find a way to score some points, and I think North Carolina is going to want to offensively kind of bow up a little. 
Yep. Um, and by the way, and, and yeah, just to kind of say, hey, don't you know? Because I think everybody looks at the ACC right now, and you see Clemson kind of down, and everybody kind of looks at that conference and goes, okay, well, who else really is there? Do we trust Florida State? Do we not? Do we trust North Carolina? Do we not like? I, I think this is the the week North Carolina kind of maybe plants that flag a little bit to say, hey, this conference is more than just Clemson. You guys start paying attention to some of us. Yeah, saying, hey, Rams is going to put down that flag. Let's go. The boys in the Carolina Blue going to have themselves a season there under Mac Brown. A lot of dancing. One is the 100th game at Carolina, by the way, CJ, there in that one. It was kind of fun to see that video of him getting after it. A couple 6 o'clock games I want to hit on real quick here. SMU, Oklahoma. Sooners are a 15-and-a-half point favorite. That may have even ticked up some from when I saw it last, CJ. It actually, no, it's still sitting at 15-and-a-half. Interesting number. Don't love it one way or the other. CW getting into college football, CJ, and Saturday, Cincinnati Pitt, the old Keg and Hales teams we're both going to see this year. Pitt is a seven and a half point favorite there. Excuse me, now it's down to seven. What are you thinking there, man? Pitt's, Pitt's uh, game coming into us. Uh, Cincinnati, Emory, Emory Jones looked pretty good. Total sits at 45. It was 47 to open the week. Kind of like that over, by the way, CJ. What are you thinking? Yeah, I like the over, too. Um, I actually really do like Cincinnati in this thing to, to cover the seven and maybe even outright win it. <clears throat> um, like you said, that Jones kid looked really, really good at quarterback. I'm not so sure how good Pitt is at quarterback. Um you know, you, you beat Wofford 45 to seven freaking congratulations. But then again, Cincinnati, Eastern Kentucky, woo, uh, you know, like, I mean, Jerkovich and Jones, like who do you like more? Both are, who knows? It could be an interesting game to watch. It could be. I think the difference for me is, is I think Cincinnati's better. Um, I, I think they've got the advantage of running the ball. And I actually do think they've got the better wide receiver in the game. Um, with Xavier uh, Henderson. Um, absolutely love this kid. Um, he's got Sunday written all over him. 6'3", can fly, can jump. I mean, the, he's averaging 21 yards a catch right now, which, granted, I get the competition. But um, to me, I think those are the two big differences for Cincinnati. Um, why not only they cover, but why I'm leaning for them to maybe even win the thing outright is just because I think they're better in the backfield and they've got they've got a better wide receiver than Pitt does. Hmm. Interesting. And I'm gonna let and, I, and I'm gonna let the bias, you know, sneak out a little bit because, well, you know, we all know we all know the champ. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's family friendly. It's family yeah, friendly. So I'll just leave yeah. that. Yep. Yep. And you know, we might hear we might hear Luke here in a second. Uh, I mean, I like your point about Henderson. I also think like Jones has a little more athleticism in terms of the running game. Than Jerkovic does. By the way, you can get into AccuSure Stadium Saturday night for $27. So that's fun. Um, I'm not going to lie to the sideline. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how he attempts to run the football in this game uh, against Pitt. Give us a little bit of a preview. I want to watch it because I want to kind of glean a little bit toward next week, if you know what I'm saying, in Morgantown. I want Pitt to win this game because I want to see the backyard brawl potentially hosting game day, um, and I don't think that happens without a win versus Cincinnati. But I think you're right, CJ. I kind of like Cincinnati, although I don't know if I trust their defense yet. And I think Pitt might be able to run the football on them. It'll be a fun watch. 
I wouldn't really want to bet this one. It definitely won't be a my sixer. Uh, total sitting there at 45, though, I do kind of like that over. Um, but, man, going to be a fun one. Let's get to some 7 o'clockers, man, and a couple of really, really big ones, uh, CJ. The first one, though, we'll talk about Oregon and Texas Tech. The Ducks, number 13, scoring a ton of points last week against a no-name Portland State opponent. And now Texas Tech going to have to rebound after the tough loss in, in Laramie, Wyoming in overtime. What do you like? Oregon is a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. This one's on Fox, 7 o'clock. The total now sitting at 69 has went up from 67. What are we thinking, CJ? I absolutely love Oregon minus six and a half here. Um, I mean, Texas Tech couldn't stop Wyoming's offense. They've got no shot at stopping Oregon's. Um, I I don't the, – the total seems kind of about right. I don't think I'd touch that one because um, you know, Oregon's going to put up a bunch of points, and Texas Tech's probably going to find a way to score some. Um, but I see Oregon covering and covering pretty pretty easily. I'll be, I'll be interested in this game Saturday, CJ, because I think, you know, the, the, the Tyler Shaw angle uh, coming back to face his former team. But Bo Nix is so good. Irving, the way that Oregon offense just hums is impressive. I'm with you. I love the over in this game. Even sitting now, I'll take that and get a nice win. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I mean, if, I, if you're Irving, could you if you're Irving, could you have a better line Four carries 119 yards, two touchdowns? Like half his carries have gone to the end zone. I mean, shoot, Bo Nix, 23 of 27 for 287 and yeah. three tutties. I mean, it'll be fun. I think Texas Tech will make it a competitive game, although I do think Oregon will probably cover that spread late maybe even. Um, should be a fun one, though, there in Lubbock. Uh, CJ, let's let's get to another 7 o'clocker, and it's just a, kind of a game that I think is fun because of the angle that we have on this one, and that's the Jacksonville State Gamecocks coach Rich Rod goes to Coastal Carolina to take on the the, the coming off of a loss again in Pasadena against UCLA, but played admirably. You know they got McCall back, but yet it's a new era there. No Jamie Caldwell anymore. Jacksonville State man two and zero since reemerging into the uh, the big boy football. What are you thinking, man? Fourteen point spread there. For Coastal, and the total sits at 58. I love an under, by the way. Yeah, I do kind of like an under here. Um, and, and that's ticked up, CJ. It was 13 to start the week. Jacksonville State now at 14. I kind of like Rich Rod to hang around, too. Yeah, I kind of like him to Especially cover, if you give too. me the hook, you know what I mean? You give me 14 yeah, the I, hook, I love it. Yeah, I love Jacksonville State to cover that. I think Coastal does find a way to win. Um, you know, being at home, you know, you got to UCLA and you play, play a good – UCLA team pretty tight. Um, you know, McCall being back, I think, matters. Now, granted, like you said, it is kind of a you know new thing with Jamie Chadwell leaving and going to Liberty. Um, but they did play like, UCLA tough, too. So, I mean, they're going to be ready to go back at home yeah, on the I, teal. I, yeah, because I, I think, you know, you look at his stat line, 27 to 42. I think some of that kind of – you look at that and go, well, he wasn't real efficient, and he wasn't, but UCLA defensively is really good. Um, so, I think that played some of some of it into – and I just wonder if Jacksonville State uh, defensively has somebody that can really, truly take Sam Pickney out of the game. You know, the 6'4 senior yep. for Coastal. I mean, really, really good player. Um 
you know, he, he's going to be, I think, kind of the difference maker. He's going to make a couple of plays that make the difference on Saturday. Like I said, I, I think Coach Rod and them cover because 14 is kind of a, of a big number there. But um, I do think Coastal finds a way to win, and I love the under. Absolutely yeah, love the under. D- definitely. Uh, CJ, another 7 o'clocker FS1, UCF, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road going to the blue against Boise. Um, interesting game. I want to see UCF win for the conference. I don't think Boise is what they've been in the past. What are you thinking here? I mean, Plumlee's very good in his ability to do both both run and pass. Richardson ran for 100 last week, although Kent State was undermatched. I mean, let's be real. They put up 723 yards against them um, in that win. And Boise moved the football against Washington, but they just were dreadful in the pass defense. Yeah, and I think that's where the difference is going to be, um, and that's what kind of makes Boise State kind of. This isn't the the Boise State we kind of grew up no, with. Not not your not your older cousins, Boise. Yeah, it, it's really not. Um, you know, they they've got some good players, but uh, I think defensively, especially in the secondary, they are really bad. Um, I expect Plumlee to take full advantage of that. Um, Townsend could have a pretty pretty special day, you know, as a receiver there for UCF. Um, yeah, I love love Central Florida here to to cover that three and a half. The sixties interesting because I just don't know. I don't know if Boise gives you enough because UCF defensively is really really good. Yeah, CJ, I hundred percent. Um, I'm with you on that because UCF did look very stout defensively. Granted, it's on the blue, not at the bounce house. So I lean UCF, but not a game I'm rushing to the window to take either way. And, and the total seems yeah. pretty tough, too. It's, it's, it's a hard read. should be a fun game to view. One more we're going to mention real quickly, just because it does have a little bit of a connection. And also, the guru might be referencing this in his uh, selections. Houston is now a nine-point favorite, actually. It was 10. They're going to face Rice and JT Daniels on NFL Network. 52-and-a-half uh, the total. I like the Cougs, and uh, the Guru might too. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take Houston simply just because, and I'm not really sure what has happened to Weird JT Daniels. Weird God, line. Weird I mean, yeah, he did. It, man, weird line. Rice kind of hung around with Texas a little bit more than I think you would have anticipated them to do so. But um, interesting game for sure. The big one at seven o'clock. Then we made him wait for it. CJ Texas Bama. Man, I mean, number three, number eleven. Bama's a seven-point favorite at home. Total was at fifty-four and a half last I checked. I'm excited for this one. I think Alabama with with Jalen Milrose has the type of capability getting to the edge from that quarterback position that gives big 12 defenses problems. Sometimes Texas, we want to say is back, but they didn't look great against rice. Quinn years, maybe looking over his shoulder a little bit there. No B John Robinson anymore. I mean, is Sark really the guy for this job? He, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this one? I know how you are about Texas. I kind of want to say they're back, but, man, Bama on the road. I mean, Brian Denny's going to be lit Saturday night. I, I got to kind of roll with Nick Saban. I, here's the thing. What, what's Saban's record versus his previous assistants? It's, I think he's only lost maybe 
twice now. Okay, I think you think you're Kirby. right. Both the Kirby. Yep, they're both both the Kirby. The trend continues. Sweet home Alabama. You know, all that stuff you write about how good we are and all that stuff they hear on ESPN, it's like poison. You know what I mean? It's like taking poison. Like rat poison. All right? So I'm, I'm asking. You know, for me, this is, this is where Alabama and Nick Saban have made their living, right? Yeah, built that the one bro- big out-of-conference game. Yeah, they built their brand on, okay, yeah, we play a bunch of cupcakes. We play in a hard conference, but we'll we'll play one big boy, and we're going to take them out we'll behind the And it's just what – Yeah, we'll stop them, and, that's what and, they and then we'll go play on. the SEC. Yeah. So, to me, that, that doesn't change. Sweet home Alabama. I love them. Um, minus seven. I love the under in this thing. Um, actually, it's ticked down to 53 and a half now. Still love the under because uh, Alabama is what Alabama is defensively. Um, I know Ayers gives a little bit of mobility, which has given Saban some issues in the past, but I don't think he's that true out dynamic running of quarterback that's really, really hurt Saban. Um, I love Alabama at home here. Big. I'm with you, CJ. I'm not sure I'm going to say big, but I do think that Bama wins the game because of Jalen Milrose, like his ability to make plays with his feet. And I just think Bama is just a little bit bigger, faster, better version of what Texas wants to be. And they're going to get a, a preview of that soon in the SEC. While in the Big 12, that's good. And when they go start whispering for Arch, man, you know, um, I'm a little interested by that. Yeah, See how and, that goes down. Yeah, and I think that's another interesting point you bring up too. Is is don't yeah? I mean, Texas is getting ready to join the SEC. You don't think Saban doesn't want to show a statement of <laughs> you boys really don't want this? <laughs> yeah, we want Bama. We want Bama. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I think Texas is a very good team and going to do very well in the Big Twelve this year. But, I mean, I think Alabama might be out to prove something this year. And, and while, granted, it was only Middle Tennessee State, like, they looked good on offense. Um, mm-hmm. And they brought that defense they always bring to the table. So, I mean, man, it's it's a tough call. Um, I mean, I think Bama being at home also gives them a little bit of the edge. I mean, worthy at receiver is going to be interesting. I just I, I just kind of lean with, with Milrose uh, – Milrose's ability to make a play more than I do Quinn Ewers with his feet because I think that might be what it takes. And you said you lean over in this one, CJ. I'm actually leaning the under. Oh, okay, yeah, me too, me too. It's down to 54. I like an under here, although I do think Texas might be inside the number though. Yeah, I will that, give them that. I think it might. Yeah, it might be I, I think they might be able to cover the seven. But yeah, I love the under. And actually, a couple of sites, uh, DraftKings being one of them, actually has it to 53 in the hook. Oh, okay. And I still and I still really like the under. it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. Hey, a trio of seven thirty games here, CJ. We got Wisconsin going to Washington State. Wazoo is now a six point dog at home. I like Mr. Ward at quarterback. I like the boys on the Palouse. I think they upset Fickle in his first true road test at Wisconsin. Give me the Cougs playing for Coach Leach. I think Cam Ward's going to have a big game. I don't trust Mordecai at quarterback for Wisconsin. I know they had a great game against Buffalo, but let's see it against Wazoo. 
I think Wazoo's kind of a program that's you got to be looking at here. Um, they look pretty good against Colorado State, kind of an under the radar team. Uh, you know, they always seem to kind of find a receiver, and this year it's no different. Lincoln Victor had 11 catches in the opener for 168 yards. So watch out for the Cougs there, CJ, on Saturday night. Yeah, I, I like Wazoo plus six. Um, I do not like them outright. Um, I, I think they find a way to keep this thing probably within six. If it definitely would get up to seven, definitely would jump all over it. Um, I'm with you. I don't love the Mordecai kid at quarterback for Wisconsin, but I do do like what they are defensively, which is still Wisconsin-esque, uh, very yep. physical, yep. Um, make you earn everything. Um, you know, and the thing for me is, is, is I'm not so sure – Washington State's going to get through the air what they got against Colorado State, who is kind of a, a, a trendy kind of yeah, pick out true. there in, in the Mountain West. Um, I, I do see this one being close, but I do see Wisconsin at home finding a way to, to pull this thing out. Like I said, no, I, I no, see no. being inside this, 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 one's not, this one's not in Wisconsin there, brother. It's, oh, it's, it's, on, in, it's on the, it's it's on the, on the Palouse. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's, on in, it's in Pullman. It's in, it's Pullman. in Pullman. Okay. Yeah, still, still like hey, Wisconsin, but talk, yeah, I, I can see Washington State keeping it close. Talk about NBC getting their money on their uh, Big Ten deal for Saturday night this week. Charlotte and Maryland, buddy, Woo, can't wait for that one. Um, yeah, I'll the find factory going to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Eastern Michigan going to Minnesota. I kind of like Eastern Michigan to cover twenty in the hook. Just saying. Um, you got Arizona, Mississippi State. The Bulldogs from Stark Vegas are a nine-point favorite there. Uh, you got a, a UCLA-San Diego State game with the uh, the home team getting 14 against the uh, the Bruins. That's interesting. I kind of like Chip Kelly and those boys, but I think San Diego State's same caliber of team as uh, Coastal, I would believe, and they kept it pretty close, although – the more kid a quarterback, man, he's special, and now he's maybe going to get to play even more. So watch out there. Buyer beware. Um, and then the 10-30 game, CJ, you got Stanford, USC, a whopping 30 points there for Caleb Williams. Auburn Cal, by the way, six-and-a-half point favorite for the Auburn Tigers there. They're going to be up late on Toomer's Corner. I'll take Auburn in the outright win Six and a half. That might be in my sixer. You got anything there you're looking at before we get to these these final picks? No, I mean not really. I mean uh, that this twenty nine and a half is a huge number. I will say I love the over sixty nine and a half in the USC Stanford game because uh, USC can put up a ton of points. I just think defensively they still have a lot of things to sure up if they want to be a true playoff contender. I'd agree. Um, you know, I, I could see them giving up some points to Stanford, um, but USC is also going to light the scoreboard up. I I wouldn't hammer that over, but at 69 and a half, it, it's extremely intriguing. It is indeed, CJ. Let's get to the Sixer, brother. Uh, you'll hear Jamie's picks on the back end. We're going to tell him to you real quick, though. He's got Utah minus seven in the hook against Baylor. Colorado minus three against Nebraska. Oklahoma SMU under 68 and a half. Interesting there. Wazoo plus six in the hook. And Houston minus 10 with the lock being UCF minus the three in the hook on the blue. CJ, lead it off there, brother. What do you got? All right. 
So I've got I've got Colorado uh, minus three. Give me the give, give me Coach Prime at home. Um, I'm going to go ahead cover. and go with that as well. We're all three going to have that. The graphic will potentially yeah. want us. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 doing right by the graphic. We're asking. Um, yep, I got a Utah minus seven and a half. Oh, see you and Jamie both on that one as well. Okay, all right. Yep, um, I love Oregon minus six. Okay, okay. Um, we covered this one not just a minute ago, but I love the fifty-three and a half under Texas Alabama. All righty. Um, and I, I'm going to run with the lane train and the Rebs minus seven against Tulane. So that's my five. I'm going to give you the sixth one, and it is a game we did not talk about or cover. That's minus seven, of, correct? Minus seven for Ole Miss. Right? Minus, yep, minus seven for Ole Miss. Okay. And then, just, you know, because I can, slight homer, and since they didn't get mentioned yet, give me my Liberty Flames oh. at home against New Mexico, minus ten and a half. Liberty minus 10 and the hook is the lock. That's my lock, baby. Okay, CJ. Okay. All right, brother. So, I'm also going to take minus the three. Uh, <laughs> man, Coach Prime, that just that feels like it's stealing candy from a baby right there. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, wow. I mean, Colorado is going to be special this year, and Nebraska looked ordinary. Uh and not very good on offense at all. CJ, I'm going to go and kind of go the route of you there, but not for my lock with a homer pick of the week. And, man, give me give me the herd. Give me the herd uh, minus, minus two. I, I think Marshall's going to find a way to – or minus two and a half, excuse me. I'm trying to trying to draw it down already, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> but um, give me the herd there to, to go down to Dowdy Fickley and win that in an emotional game for both programs um, and what that what that means uh, from the plane crash. And I think Marshall will be ready to play with, without doubt. Now, the next pick you're making, I'm going to go ahead and take Appy State plus 19 and a half, okay? And Willie agrees with me there. He likes he likes the uh, Sean Clark-led squad there to get it done. CJ, also, I'm going to take a Jacksonville State Coastal under, my friend. Under in that ball game there. Uh, give you the exact number as it sits right now. 61, okay? I'll So that's four for me right there. There, CJ, and the last one kind of round out the uh, the the six before we get to the lock. There, I guess it's the before the money beer. I guess you could say. Give me Friday night's game. Give me Kansas minus the three. I'm loving loving what they what they're doing with with Leopold there, and I think they're gonna come ready ready to play, uh, CJ. And my lock. Of the week, man, we already talked about it, and uh, and you picked it as well. Give me that under in the Alabama-Texas game. Just feels right. Uh, I would love for it to go up a little more from 53 in the hook, but I'll still take it there. So the, those are the picks for the week, man. We'll, we'll come back in next week, take a look at it. Fun breaking on the slate, brother. 
Absolutely. Hey, man, we, we, hey, I feel like we were right to take a week off last week because it was hard to know who where everybody was. A lot of transfers, a lot of new people on the scene. I think a lot of things that excite us and, you know, give me something I can feel like Post Malone says, man, the journey has just begun and uh, it's going to be another epic weekend of college football. Absolutely. Can't wait. Let's get it. Let's do it. Till next time, y'all. Take it easy.